Welcome to season four, episode seven. Today we have guest Shabria Shine with us. Shabria is the author of Single and Satisfied, The Single Woman's Guide to Fulfillment, and the host of Max Out Girl podcast, where she teaches women how to max out every aspect of their lives. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you should know by now that I love books, like love, love. Growing up, my mom had to force me to stop reading because I would get so lost in the stories, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I am beyond ecstatic to share that I have partnered with Audible.com to give my U.S. listeners a 30-day free trial. This trial gives you access to thousands of audiobooks. I was so surprised to see one of my favorite books, The Cost of Discipleship, by theologian and martyr Diedrich Bonhoeffer available. It's a classic that teaches us that following Jesus has a cost. And for Bonhoeffer, that cost was his life as he led Christians in the fight against the Nazi regime. As a busy mom, I love audiobooks because I can keep up my passion for reading while I cook, work, or relax at home in the backyard. You'll also be helping to continue this ministry because with every free trial, I get a small commission. Imagine, you can help this ministry and it costs you nothing. For your trial, go to audibletrial.com slash I'm still standing. I'll also include the link in the description box. Sharbria is a speaker, a blogger, and the author of Single and Satisfied. Her platform focuses on how single women can be fully satisfied in Christ and Christ alone despite the pressures of this world. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm excited. Yay. I'm super <laughs> excited that you reached out. Oh, do you mind telling us um, where you're calling from? I know you're not in, I'm in Canada. Where yes, Chicago. So I'm actually just moved from Chicago, but I'm back in Chicago because I'm in a Christian comedy play in the next three weeks. So I'm back in Chicago for a few weeks and then I'll be going back to Charlotte. <laughs> okay. So add actress to <laughs> yes. your bio. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, let's start with something fun as a now newlywed, you got married in August, right? Yes. August 11th. Yes. Wow. What was one surprising thing that you learned about marriage after saying I do? I would say hmm, tons of things, (laughs) but I would definitely say, I know how everyone says like, it's a journey and it's work. It is. And how people will say like, oh, well, from a Christian perspective, the enemy hates marriage. It's so true because I feel like as soon as we got married, like so so many like obstacles tried to come against us. And of course, you know, we knew about that. We were equipped. We went through premarital counseling um, and we have a strong faith background. So we know how to fight that. So we were prepared, but it's just like, man, you definitely have to prepare yourself spiritually for marriage. It's a beautiful thing, a great gift from God, but it can be a challenge because the enemy hates it because it's a replica of how Christ loves the church and how the church is the bride of Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I completely, completely agree with yes. that. I know when my husband and I got married, we just celebrated our seventh anniversary. Ah, congratulations. So exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, in September. And mm-hmm. I, I always say, like, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, yes. I knew I was getting married, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize, like, just the level of, it's just different. It's, it is. it's a very different relationship than anything, you know, you experienced before marriage. Yeah. So it's brand, brand new. So thank God my husband's who he is, because if he was someone different, you know, it could have been a whole different situation. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 
situation. Um, what led you to start a ministry for single women to begin with? Okay, so actually to start off with myself, uh, there was a season in my life where I hated being single. And as a Christian young woman, also I got tired. The church that I was at at the, at the time, everything was kind of focused on marriage. Everybody married young, everybody had children, and I just felt really out of place. I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Is something wrong with me if I'm a Christian girl and I'm single? And then, you know, you get in your 20s, late 20s, and you get in your 30s, and it's like, dang, God, like, what's wrong? And, you, you know, I got tired of the pressures, even in the church, not even just in society. Of, like, when are you getting married? And it was just like the ultimate prize was marriage. And for me, I got tired of it. I got to a point where I hated being single, and I had to ask myself, am I really going to live a miserable life just because I'm not married? And I knew within myself, even amidst what others thought, I knew within myself that wasn't God's intention for my life. Like, he knows that I was going to be single for that time. So I know that, as the word says, he has great plans for my life. So why should I be sad or depressed because I don't have a man in it? And so I just wanted to prove that a single woman could be whole, fulfilled, and love her life with or without a man in it. And I just got to that point. And once I got to that point through journaling and writing, I was like, you know what? I'm not the only one struggling with this. I started a blog that focused on faith, love, and self-love. So that's basically, you know, relationship with God and then love or dating relationships or being single. And then self-love, loving yourself and finding fulfillment and wholeness. And honestly, so many women were interested in because they were struggling with some of the same topics. And I tell so many singles, there's healing and helping others. So when I was just transparent and real and started pouring myself out to help other single women, like healing started to come, deliverance, because it was no longer focused on self. It started to be focused on how can I help someone else? How can I encourage these single women who may feel the same way that I feel or have felt the way that I have felt before? And I want to encourage them. So honestly, it started with me. Once I found fulfillment, wholeness in Christ, Christ alone and in my life, I was like, you know what? I'm going to help other single women as well. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Um, and a lot of times I feel like that's how things start. We start with our own process. Yes. And then that leaves it on our heart. Okay, now start yes. helping others, right? Yep. And then um, that's how I started the movement, uh, the Single and Satisfied Movement, which is an online ministry for single women on Facebook. It kind of stemmed from the blog. And then I was like, I want to create a safe place, a community where single women can come in there, ask for advice, talk about our issues, you know, share stories, inspiring stories, or just connect so we can find other single women to do life with. And so that's kind of how that started off. And I love that because I love linking other single women together because I tell them like, first of all, you need like-minded friends, you know, but then also like we weren't meant to do this life alone. So yes, you might be single, but yes, there's other people. We always say create your tribe or find your tribe. For me, I couldn't find it. I had to create it. And that's how I created the movement and started developing friends through that. But sometimes, you know, you have to create what's not there. And, and I love the group because now women are finding their tribe, creating their friendships and lifelong friendships. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, so. it is. It is. It is. And that's such a difficult topic. Like I know my next yeah. question, actually, you kind of already started getting uh -huh. into it, but I have friends who are, you know, believers and yeah. they're single. And one of their complaints is like people, they feel so pressured. Yeah. Like any, but like anytime someone from church sees them, okay, like when are you gonna get a partner? Oh, when are you gonna yes. get married? Are you dating? Yes. Like, you know, it's a lot of pressure, and mm -hmm. a lot of them um, feel that 
in church especially everyone wants yes. to just talk about marriage and kids and yes it's just yes around that even sometimes in ministry a lot of people say like it's very rare they see a ministry that's not focused on like oh how to be a housewife or something yeah. like that right yeah. So yeah how did you deal with that and the pressures and the comments and when mm-hmm. are you gonna have babies when are you gonna get married? yeah all of that mm-hmm. I dealt with it a lot, to be honest, and I was in ministry, so <laughs> like you said, it's almost like a double whammy when you're in ministry, and I feel like that's sad, because first and foremost, I feel like God calls so many people to so many different walks of life. Why do we have to feel like marriage is the ultimate prize? And I tell my singles all the time, like, I love my husband. He's a beautiful prize. However, the ultimate prize was finding wholeness and fulfillment in Christ and learning how to love myself and be whole within myself because a mate or a husband or a wife is not going to make you whole because two halves don't make a whole. If anything, mm-hmm. it just, you know, really reflects, you start to see the reflection of your issues because it shows you like where you need to work and develop. Oh, where you're selfish, where you're this or that. But to answer yeah. your question, I got tired of people. I'm going to be honest. And you know what? I got so tired of the focus. You're right. It's only not in all churches, but in a lot of places on just marriage and how to be a mother and housewife. And I'm like, so is there nothing else for us to do with ourselves? Like, is that it? Like, that's the sum of all of our purpose that all God's going to use us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so honestly, I just got real bold. Like people literally ask me and I would say, you know what? Honestly, I'm satisfied in my singleness and I'm not focused on marriage. I'm focused on my purpose. And it would, shut, it would shut people up so quickly. Like, some people might have seen it as snappy, but I feel like if you have enough nerve to ask me those types of questions, then I'm going to have enough nerve to speak up for myself or speak the word of God. Like he knows the plans he has for me. And the word lets us know that it's he who finds a wife that finds a good thing. So first of all, I'm the prize. I'm the virtuous woman. So I'm not going to go seeking and searching desperately. He'll find me when it's time, but it's not my job to go looking. So, mm. yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that was yes. a word. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank for you. sure. Yeah. For sure. In your experience coaching um, young single Christian women, what is something that you find is coming up a lot, a common concern? Uh, I would say loneliness. Mm -hmm. That is a common concern. They always ask how to deal with loneliness, which I've done like blogs on it, videos on it to really help that and even um, coaching sessions in our in our group about it. So loneliness, uh, soul ties come up a lot. Um, what else comes up a lot? Dating questions too. Um, how to date, how to date with intention, how to be in a godly courtship, like how to go for it with that. Because sometimes we don't know, or there could be misconceptions or how to go about it. Um, but I would say those are pretty much like the major ones. And then sometimes I get do the question of, do I feel it's wrong for a woman to approach a guy? Especially since, you know, the whole thing that everybody knows how the word says, you know, it's he who finds a wife, finds a good thing. So I get that question, which is kind of a novelty question, but I get that a lot sometimes too. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I actually have a follow-up question to that concerning sure. dating because everyone has a different view, even I Christians. Know. And yes. when I was dating, I wasn't, I was backslidden. So I, my, okay. I was a mess. So yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a good, um, yeah, a yeah. good perception of that or outlook mm-hmm. on that. But would you say, would you suggest dating one person at a time or multi-dating? Obviously, yeah. you know no yeah. sex or anything like right, that right. obviously like m- getting to know multiple people at the same time or yeah. committing to dating one person because I think it gets confusing for people because they're it like does. okay well if I don't really know this person why am I committing to only dating them like yeah so, uh, what do you suggest um yeah I honestly feel there's no right or wrong answer to that I think you have to know yourself so let's talk about, uh, first and foremost, I don't think that there's anything wrong with two Christians going out, hanging out, getting to know each other, spending time together. 
Um, like you said, as long as you're keeping sex out of it, because that definitely confuses things, gets things all crazy. So I don't think anything is wrong with that. But you have to know myself. Me personally, um, when I was doing the movement and when I was single um, for like almost a decade, like I didn't have necessarily a boyfriend because honestly, I knew myself. I was not a virgin when I met my husband. So um, in the past, I did struggle with that, like saying no. And I struggled with going too far. Like I wouldn't ever want to necessarily have sex, but I would like tempt myself or tempt the guy and just slide into it and go too far. And so for me, I was like, you know what? I struggle with keeping like sex out of it or fooling around or whatever. So for a while I was like, no, like I'm not doing it. It could be a group setting, but I'm not doing it long. And some people say, oh my God, that's so extreme. But I knew myself. I knew I wanted to be free and I knew that I didn't want to keep falling. So for me, I was like, no, I'm good. But also I know myself, I love hard. So I'm like, I can't just randomly, like for me, I dated with intention. I wasn't randomly like, oh, I can talk to five guys at the same time or three or two or whatever. Like that was hard for me. But I have friends that is not hard for because like you say, like as long as you keep the sex out of it and they're not catching feelings and things aren't getting all, you know, confused, I think that's okay. But I think you have to be upfront. Everybody needs to know what that means because dating means different things for different people. I'm talking to you, quote stations, that means different things. So like I was upfront like with my husband, like, okay, so what is this? But to be honest, honestly with him, I didn't have to because he was so intentional. But like in the past before my husband, I'd be like, okay, so are we just talking to each other exclusively? Because I'm not offended, but I want to know, you know what I mean? Like I need to know because for me with my husband, we were talking exclusively and we dated exclusively but that's because we were in a state of we we're not for games we don't have time for that and we just know what we want so it just depends where you are in life I feel yeah yeah that makes complete sense complete sense because everybody's different and everybody's boundaries are different so exactly I don't think it's wrong or right yeah I think you can hang out if you can hang out with three different people and you're just friends you're getting to know each other I think that's fine just keep it pure yep and by the time that around the time before I met my husband, like a year or two before that, I was able to hang out with guys and, and I was very strong and not worrying about going too far. But, you know, you have to know yourself and set those boundaries for yourself. Yeah. What would you say to that sister in the faith that is feeling super pressured to get married but isn't even ready to even, you know, touch that subject and has yeah. no romantic interest right now yeah. and just feels super pressured? Because I know yeah. there's people out there that, they might not have um, the strength to tell their family and friends, like, you know what, you need to just back yeah, up. Yeah. Um, well, leave yep. me alone about this. So yeah. how do you suggest they heal and how they deal and respond with um, other people? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, first of all, to that woman, I would just say don't allow them to pressure you into dating someone or forcing you to search and seek because I've seen that a lot of times. I know it's hard right now for you ladies. I know sometimes the pressure seems overwhelming. You feel lonely sometimes. But can I just beg you not to rush into anything because the pressure of someone else? I've seen that happen to the detriment of so many women because you feel pressured and you, you go along with dating someone and it's not right or the situation's not right or rushing into marriage just to have the status or to appease your parents or your pastor. But you have to live through that. And if it's not right, if it's not God, you're going to be suffering through that. I know married women who are lonely. I know married women who hate that they ever got married, wish they would have stayed single. I know married women who are like, man, I didn't enjoy my single years because I was so depressed about being married and now I wish I could go back. So please, you may not be bold enough to say it like I am like, you know what, leave me alone. But just let them know, even in a soft voice, like right now, I'm focusing on me and myself. 
or me, myself, and God, or whatever it is, and you don't have to say with an attitude, but it's definitely okay to say, hey, mom, I love you. I know you love me. I know you might be worried about me, but right now, that's not helping me right now feel better. I know that I'm of a certain age, or I know that I'm still single, and the truth is, though, you can always hit him with that word. <laughs> it's he who finds the wife finds a good thing, and, and I'm not desperate, and I'm not going to worry about what it's God's plan for my life, so yeah. Yeah. And I just pray that um, you single sisters who are listening, just be encouraged. I went through seasons of loneliness too. And sometimes it hurts like heck. You will make it through. I promise you that. If you just keep pushing every day, keep fighting, keep pressing, don't give up, go through the tears, go through the seasons of crying out to the Lord, go through the seasons of, you know, trying to get in church or hanging around other godly Christian women. Like I had to go through, I had to go through all of that. And I made it through. And on the other side, waiting on the Lord and him sending me the husband that I desired, that's amazing, you know, and it was so worth the wait. So I got married uh, like a month and a half shy of me turning 35. And honestly, I had no idea I was going to get married. I wasn't, by the time I met my husband, you guys just being honest, I did not care about marriage anymore. I wasn't even worried about it. Like I was so satisfied in my life, my purpose, helping others, uh, fulfilling my God-given goals and dreams and just living life. I didn't care if I ever got married anymore. And it's okay if you're not there. But my point is, like, it's so important for us to just find fulfillment within God and within ourselves. Like, join clubs. And I don't mean a dancing club. <laughs> like, going out. I mean, like, different clubs, like um, health club or cooking club or, do like, find some hobbies. Go on some girls' trips. Find that your bucket list. Like, there's so much that I just novelty things that, honestly, I don't have time to do now because I'm married. I could do it when I was single. Stuff that didn't even make sense. Like, girl, plan a photo shoot. Uh, Y'all, I'm so funny. <laughs> I used to love the movie Clueless. So I planned, like, a, a Clueless reunion party for me and my friends. Like, there are so many fun novelty things that you can just do just to have fun. And, and I really maxed out my single life. And so now that I'm in marriage, yes, it's starting to be work already, <laughs> even in three months. But I don't feel regretful because it's like, that's cool. I'm ready for this challenge because I've maxed out my single life. So now I'm ready for this new chapter. But if I would have stayed depressed like I was and didn't really enjoy it, and every time, all the all of that season wasn't enjoyable, but through it, I pushed through it. If I didn't enjoy myself in that time, I would have regretted it. I would have felt like, man, I was cheated. But I don't feel that way. Yes, I see that marriage is challenging at times, and but being single was too, no matter what season you're in. But again, now that I'm in this new season of challenge, I'm like, it's cool. I maxed out my singleness. Like I, I spent time with the Lord. I, you know, went back to school. I wrote a book. I started a blog. I went after my goals and my dreams. So, and if you're married and you're listening to this, I mean, it's never too late. But my point is, those who are listening and probably single, max out your single season and just push through the hard times. But enjoy your life now. Amen. I can definitely attest to that. Even now having a child, it's so yeah. different from when you're just um, a twosome, right? Completely yes. different completely yes. different thank goodness me and my husband we did so much we did friday night date nights vacations yes. we definitely maxed out our three and a half years without our daughter so now in this season it, it's it's not a big deal that we can't spend a whole yes. lot of time together or go on a whole lot of vacations yes. yeah so it's the same it's i think it's the same for every season it is That's, you just yeah. have to be content in it and enjoy it and not try to go back to another season because I know like a lot of, like I said, some women are like, man, in my single years, but it's like, girl, that's over now. <laughs> you married, like enjoy this season. And now I, I like that you bring up the, the kids because we don't have any children. So people are like, when are you having kids? And they're even rushing that. And I'm like, 
no, I didn't let you rush me to be married. I'm not going to let you rush me to have children. Like, I think people are always wanting to get to that next level in life. And that's called discontentment. I feel we have to, like Paul said in the word, you have to learn how to be content in every season because there's always something to complain about in every season. There's always some reason you could find to be depressed or unsatisfied, but you just have to find a way to enjoy every season. And a lot of that discontentment is because we like that personal relationship with God and we're not spending enough time with him and just taking our mess to him. Like, God, I'm lonely. I'm depressed. How do I deal with this? How do I deal with that? And so, yeah, we just have to learn how to enjoy every season and singleness unfortunately sometimes in the church is seen as a plague and I hate that and that's why I kind of like dedicate myself to encouraging Christian single women that it is not a plague this is such a beautiful gift from the Lord yeah each is a gift marriage is a beautiful gift but singleness is a beautiful gift as well and I hate that sometimes it's not seen or portrayed as such mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely it's not celebrated you know yeah exactly and it in the world maybe be. because people you know it's a different concept of wilding out and all that but in the church I feel like it's not celebrated because they're like oh I don't have a man oh I have to live pure and all that and I'm like but girl like you have like this is a beautiful life a beautiful season max it out you know and you have the freedom to pursue God in such a way that you literally have no you have no limits like yeah. now when I have yeah. to speak or whatever you know it's not a bad thing but I have to figure out okay what's my husband doing what's his schedule what's my daughter doing what's you know when it's just you and you're single you have such a freedom that I think people don't realize yeah and it's an amazing amazing thing especially if you're pursuing um if God has called you into ministry yes you can just like just go feet ahead without necessarily having the same amount of um restrictions yes that you make such a great point because I think um in singleness people you know they just take that for granted that there's so much freedom and even for the person's like okay great more time with god more time with god and that's beautiful and that is our first first and foremost you know goal but even for that woman who's like you know even in her career you got more time like you just said in ministry or even the simple things like i could be honest there's lots of compromise in me or just like what do you want for dinner it's not just about you no more where do you want to go out it's not about you anymore uh like it's a lot of compromise and like in my singleness, I'm going to be honest, I was spoiled. Like I was just doing my own thing, you know, like eating what I wanted. I cooked whatever I wanted, barely cooked because I didn't feel like it, you know, like just my life was so different. And now, you know, it's different, but I choose to, you know what I'm saying? Because I love my husband. So I choose to cook every day. I choose these, these things, you know, but the difference is, is like, you have so much freedom in your singleness. And ladies, we're not, hopefully we're not painting a, a negative picture because to be honest, when God sends you that man that he has for you. It shouldn't feel like you're in jail either now. No. <laughs> okay. You should still have some freedoms, but there is a compromise. You know, it's my different. husband's Yeah. My husband's great and he he's very laid back. So I don't have like I didn't have like a ton of huge adjustments. However, there are many differences. Like like you just said, like checking with your husband, is that okay? Is this okay? Are we gonna go here? Or it's not just about you anymore. So yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh no, marriage is definitely a blessing. My husband's amazing. It's just a yes. different season and realizing yes. like especially when children come into play it's just (laughs) it's a like completely different universe being married is a different world having children is a different universe that seems like it takes so much more and i'm like no one's gonna rush me into that (laughs) not right now just make sure you guys travel and you know go on trips and all that before kids. kids are amazing too it's a beautiful beautiful thing being a mother it's just another season you might not be able to do the same things you did 
when it was yeah. just the two of you or when you were single. So yeah, I think the theme here is enjoy the season that you're in. Yes, that is the theme. <laughs> enjoy the season that you're in and you'll be all right. So yes. any last words? Um, I just want to encourage that single woman, don't give up hope. I know sometimes it can be discouraging when you see everybody, especially on social media, it's like everybody's in love and everybody's getting engaged, everybody's getting married. And even when I got married, I really tried to stress to, you know, the ladies, um, especially some ladies, because some, a lot were encouraged because they've been along my journey, but some were like, oh my God, now what, you know, you're married, you know, can you still encourage us? And it's like, yes, because I struggled through that. I got married, like I said, like a couple months before I turned 35 and I dealt with all those questions. I dealt with, you know, you're over 30. Oh my God. Like what now? You know, you don't have any kids either. Your clock is ticking and you're also in ministry. What's up with that? And where are you at in your career? Like all of these things. And it's like, I just had to really focus on the Lord and focus on my God-given purpose, my desires, my goals, my dreams, and maxing out my single season. So I want to encourage you. Yes, there were some lonely times. Yes, there were some tough seasons. However, I made it through. And y'all, when I tell you, like, the way God put me and my husband together, I didn't search for him. We got married within a year of meeting each other. And wow. it was a God's hand. He proposed after six months. And we didn't know each other before. And it sounds like a crazy story, but oh my God, God will do something so supernatural in your life when you say, Lord, I give this part of my life to you. I trust you with it. It might hurt. I might not understand. I might feel alone, but I know you'll never leave me or forsake me. And I know that you're faithful. So ladies, just know God is faithful. He is so faithful. And I couldn't have picked a more compatible husband for myself if I had picked him out of a magazine. So just really trust in the Lord. Again, I'm with you guys because I've been there before, but do not give up. And look, join our movement. It's on Facebook. It's Single and Satisfied. You can also go to sharbria.com to check out the blog and also Single and Satisfied, The Single Woman's Guide to Fulfillment. I created that book because I wanted to share tips and strategies of how I became whole, fulfilled in Christ, Christ alone, and just practical living tips. Like, how did I make it through? breakups um how did i make it through purity um struggling with those types of things the things that i ran to just because i was lonely or hurt or um i talk about the, my journey of being a loveaholic and how i rebounded and how the how that's so messed up in my road to restoration and i talk about so much in that book because i went through so much and there were so many questions women had for me and i'm like you know what i'm gonna put it all in the book and then this will be that guide to just help you guys through this time because it can be tough and we can feel alone. I say we, cause look, I still think I'm single. <laughs> I know you guys, like I'm so with that community because I do have a heart for single women, but you guys I know can feel alone because I was there, but you're not alone. You're not alone. You're never alone. So I just want to encourage you guys keep going and max out that single life while waiting on Mr. Right. <laughs> Amen. Um, would you be able to just breathe a word of prayer? We don't usually do this, sure. but I feel okay. like that. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Just the leading yes. of the Holy Spirit on that. Of course. Lord, we just uh, pray, Lord. We lift up every single woman listening to this, Lord God. We just pray, Lord, you will touch her heart, Lord God, in this season. You will teach her how to be content. Touch her brokenness, oh God, her loneliness, Lord God, her discouragement, Lord. Surround her with encouraging, uplifting, godly people, Lord, that's going to encourage her in her walk and in her weight. Teach her how to wait on you, Lord Jesus, but how to not wait to live, Lord God, just to wait for a man. Help her start living now. Lord God, I just pray healing, deliverance, fulfillment, pure joy into her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Standing for so long, I forget I stand
Finding time.